Hello and welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Day. For those of you new to the Church Leaders Podcast, our goal is to help those working in churches to lead better every day. For the past several years, we've done this by interviewing today's top leaders and gleaning their insights into ministry, culture, and theology on a weekly basis. In a few weeks, however, we're going to shift gears to that of a seasonal approach. Each season will consist of a collection of interviews exploring a topic that the Big C Church is grappling with. Originally, we planned on launching this new series of podcasts on the topic of abortion and the future of the pro-life movement. While that is still a relevant topic, and one we'll explore later this year, the events that transpired in the U.S. Capitol on January 6th thrust another, more pressing topic into our culture's consciousness. That is Christian nationalism. Our editorial team decided it would better serve our listeners to broach this topic while it is still on everyone's minds. So starting in a few weeks, we're going to look at the topic from a sociological, theological, and pastoral perspective. You'll likely hear information and perspectives you haven't heard before. You might not agree with all of it, but at the end of the season, you'll definitely be more informed and better equipped to help your congregation approach Christian nationalism from a Christ-centered perspective. Also, just a friendly reminder that if you enjoy the Church Leaders Podcast, please leave us a review. Your reviews and ratings help other ministry leaders find us and benefit from our content as well. And now, allow me to introduce our guest for this week's episode. Welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast, conversations with today's top ministry leaders to help you lead better every day. And now podcasting from scenic Colorado Springs, Colorado, here's your host, Jason Day. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Day, and I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with multi-Grammy award-winning artist Cece Winans. You may know Cece best as a prolific gospel singer. She has won 12 Grammy Awards, 23 Dove Awards, 15 Stellar Awards, has been inducted into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame, received stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and the Nashville Music City Walk of Fame, has won multiple NAACP Image Awards, Soul Train Awards, and Essence Awards, and has sold 17 million records worldwide. But did you know that she and her husband Alvin follow God's call later in life to become church planters and pastors? It is an amazing story, and on this week's episode, you'll get to hear how God moved, how Cece and Alvin responded, and what they have learned as pastors. There's so much wisdom for ministry leaders in any stage of life. So now, won't you please join me in my conversation with Cece Winans. Cece, welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast. It's such a joy to have you with us today. Thank you. Honored to be here. Now, I've got just a, a quick personal story um, of, of how you have some significance in my life and in, in my marriage, actually, because the very first night that I met the woman who is now my wife, uh, that very first night, we went to a night of joy at Walt Disney World. And you and BB was saying, it's the first time I ever heard you live. And so ever since that night, every time we hear you sing, every time we hear one of your songs, um, we think back to that. So it's just kind of oh, a sweet memory for us. Oh, that is really sweet. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, super fun. So here we are 25 years later and six kids later. And, Come on. And, uh, yeah, so good, good fun stuff. So great memories, great memories. Good, good to be connected to great memories. That's Pretty right, awesome. that's right. <laughs> 
Now, Cece, it's it's really difficult to summarize all the work you've done in gospel music, uh-huh. the many, many awards that you've won over the years in just, just a couple sentences. Um, uh-huh. Probably the best way to say it is you are a multi-Grammy Award powerhouse when it comes to music. And um, the, the question that I have first is, can you just share with us, you know, how did you get started in, in music? Well, um, I got started... <laughs> being birthed into a family of musicians. (laughs) My mom and dad met in the choir and they both sang and, and played the piano. My mother really played the piano. Um, And they had um, a lot of children. (laughs) They had seven, seven boys straight first. And then I was the first girl and two younger sisters. So a total of 10, nine siblings. And um, we all sang. And they raised us in church. Also, growing up, we could only listen to gospel music. We couldn't listen to anything else in our home. Um, And we were, you know, raised in Detroit, Michigan, Motown. So we heard other music, but it wasn't in our home. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And uh, and so my first solo um, singing, I, I was probably about eight years old in the kids choir. Right. And I didn't want to do it, never wanted to be out front. And, you know, my parents saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. My my sunshine band teacher saw something in me I didn't see in myself. And um, Fill My Cup, Lord, was probably my first solo that I, you know, stepped out and sang. And I cried through most of it. And, <laughs> and that was the beginning of me singing um, out front. And so all of us, our, my whole family, we would do family concerts. But then we we got discovered um, by Andre Crouch. Andre Crouch, mm-hmm. who we know, uh, one of the greatest writers of all times of gospel music and artists. And so he heard my brothers um, sing and then he heard the rest of us. And he was inspiration. Or should I say he was um, definitely the the tool that, that God used to, to get us all recording. Um, and, and we all became recording artists. So that's kind of where we started, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What a gr- great story. Uh, this month we're celebrating black history. And so see, see, I was curious, what, what does black history mean to you in, in terms of music? You know, what artists do you honor? What, and do you acknowledge kind of during this time? Wow. <laughs> so many artists, but mm-hmm. but those who went before me, I, I, I have to honor and and definitely Andre Crouch is one that um, he's been he's been gone now probably for about six years, six or seven years. Um, mm-hmm. He made his transition, but but the the music that that God put in him and that he allowed him to write and to sing really changed my life as a young person. Um, it was cool. It was hip. It was relatable and it was good. You know, you can right. listen to his records now and it still can stand next to anything. You know, um, mm-hmm. he was way ahead of his time. And so I just thank God because as when you're a young person, young people need things to, to um, grab hold to. They need something that, that excites them. Um, so that they can really embrace something that will uh, establish 
God's God's faith and his and, and his love in them. And mm-hmm. and and that music did that for me. And I could go on and on and name so many people. Um, Andre Crouch, um, uh, Shirley Caesar, a lot of the gospel artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then even, you know, second chapter of Acts. It was so many different people um that that saying christian and gospel music which to me is the same um you have the the bill gaithers and and people who just wrote music that that changed our lives um but definitely so many black artists that uh precious lord i mean we could just go on and right. on <laughs> with songs that impacted the kingdom of god right. that really impacted the world Right. During incredible movements, the movements of justice, the civil rights movement, you you just you you hear um, the contribution of of black gospel music. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's beautiful. And I want to switch gears a little bit with you, CC, because you and your husband, Alvin, um, started Mm -hmm. a church in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Um, After your amazing music career was well established, um, mm-hmm. that you guys started a church. So yeah. we're curious, you know, most of our listeners are, are pastors and ministry mm-hmm. leaders themselves. So what, what caused you, what led you to start the church? <laughs> oh, it was God. <laughs> <laughs> Not only, I mean, it, you know, we, we were, we were definitely at a point in life where we were talking about retiring <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. We said we were going to move somewhere a little warmer. And, you know, I would continue to sing, um, you know, um, however the Lord wanted me to do that. But we were just really going to sit back and kind of enjoy life and the, the fruit of our labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then we we got a word from the Lord that he wanted us to pastor. And we were like, that could not be the Lord. Um, <laughs> what is that? And then we just started getting prophecies everywhere we went. And it was just like, I looked at my husband's like, is this, he said, CC, I, I will probably walk on the moon before I pass. <laughs> and, we, and we had nothing against pastors. We, I grew up in the church. We right. loved being a part of the church. We, we, we were always shepherded by incredible pastors. So it's not like we had these, horrific stories or anything. And, and, um, then my son went away. He was, he was trying to leave us and God and everybody else. And mm. he went to Australia and, um, God got a hold of him there Wow! and transformed his life. And he called me and my, and my, and his dad. And he was like, you know, mom, God is really real. And I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> we've been telling you that all your life, but okay. <laughs> And he came back and he was on fire and he was just like, I want God used an incredible pastor, um, Pastor Brom and his wife, Pastor Diane Manusama was their names in Melbourne, Australia. Mm. They had a, a discipleship ministry school going on that my son was a part of and he didn't really want to be a part of it. But but his friend who he was staying with belonged to this church. And so he was like. I don't really want to commit to this. And, and me and his dad was, we were like, you know what, but you just got there, try it out. If you don't like it, you can always not go, you know? And he went and man, God is amazing. So he came back to Nashville. I want my friends to experience this. And, you know, all the time we're getting prophecies that we're going to be pastors and we're Mm -hmm. like, 
Lord, just make it clear. If this is your will, then you've done so much for us. Whatever you want us to do, we'll do it. But we just don't want to do it because, you know, we're saved and we love people. We believe that you need to be called and anointed to shepherd people. We take that very seriously. And, And so my son asked that we would do a Bible study here at the house. And we said, sure. And we're still not thinking about God setting us up. (laughs) (laughs) And end up, he asked first, could he have 10 friends? Then he said, can I have 20? And he was just texting people, you know, Mm. and we like, okay. And ended up having probably about 45 young people at our house for a week. Wow. Wow. And God came through and people were filled with the Holy Spirit. They got breakthrough from addictions and, and we're seeing our son up here and, He's like leading the charge. And we're like, God, what are you doing? And um, it was through that, that the Lord told my husband, this is the church, Mm. start this church. And we started Nashville Life Christian Church here in Nashville. And also that night, I believe it was the same night when we said we would start it, that God woke my husband up and told him that my son would pastor this church, but for us to start it. Wow. And um, he would be the successor. And so we started it um, eight years ago now. It's been eight years, almost nine years. And just three weeks ago, we uh, installed my son as the lead pastor. So we're the founding pastors. Right. And it's just been amazing. It's been amazing. But but that's how God confirmed his call for us to pastor. And and we've been blessed. First of all, we started much older than a lot of pastors start. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even though we had been in ministry for years, never pastored, but had, first of all, the pastors that we were under um, here who prayed for us and all my friends and my husband's friends who are pastors down through the, it's just been amazing the help of other pastors, seasoned pastors who helped us to shepherd God's people in a way that would bring glory and honor to him and that will bring health and healing to his people. So we, we've been really blessed. We're so glad we said yes. We would look at each other. It seemed like, seemed like when you're a pastor, Sunday happens like three times a week. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we would look at each other and say, did we say yes to this at this age, at this time? But but our son has been with us since the beginning. And so he and and, but just within the last three weeks, we have seen an anointing and a power that and a breakthrough that has broken out in our church. And it's just a beautiful thing to see pastors operating in the purpose and the call that Mm -hmm. God has for them you know? Yeah. And, um, so yeah, we're, we're the founding pastors now, but, and we'll hold his hands up and we'll cover him and yes. we'll, we'll, we'll help him. And, uh, and we're just excited about, yeah, just doing what God has called you to do. Yeah. That's such an amazing story. And there's so many, as you were sharing, Cece, I was just thinking about all these little moments in, in that story that, um, are just so powerful, you know, mm-hmm. from, from being a parent, you know, as, as you know, those of us who are parents and loving our kids and especially, you know, raising our kids in the church and always trying to point them to Jesus. And then, you know, whenever they have struggles, whenever they're trying to uh-huh. figure things, we, we want to, we, we ourselves would love to just, you know, we just want to fix it. Yeah, exactly. 
But just, just, I just loved how, how you said that you and Alvin, when you're talking to your son, he was there and he was like, well, I don't know if I really want to do that. And you were, you didn't push him, say, son, get there, you know, get to church, right? You said, well, just try it out. And if, if, you know, if you don't like it, you can always, like, those are just, that's just good parenting. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we could be overbearing because we want so badly um, well, for, I'm you know, sure. the best well, for our I'm kids. Sure. I'm sure if you talk to my kids, they will definitely, that would be one of my descriptions is overbearing. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely, definitely was my approach um, for many years. Right. Um, And, but it was so funny because when my son was there, we were praying, you know, when he said, I want to go to Australia. Right. Right. I'm like, why do you want to go to Australia? (laughs) I mean, what did I do for you to go that far? (laughs) And he was like, well, you know, I could just tell he was just trying to find right. who he was, you know. And so my husband was like, CC, he'll be fine. Let's just. Mm. And so we prayed for him. He went. And um, so I was all while he was gone. You know, I'm praying, Lord, bring my son back. And and I got that call. And the call was, Mom, God is real. Mm. And I was like, huh? And then he said, Mom. I'm prophesying. I said, what? <laughs> so so just that quick, my prayer, after I hung up, I was like, Lord, he can stay there as long as you want him right, to. Right, right, right. That's so good. Because as, as a parent, that's all you want is yeah. for the, your children to fall in love with Jesus because you understand that everything else really will work itself out. Right. And um, I could tell that he had had an encounter. And God said, you know, he has such a sense of humor. He said, can you imagine I did all of that and you were nowhere around? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, point taken, God. Thank you. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. And I also love as, as you're sharing that story, like that you guys didn't just jump into serving as pastors and, and starting a church. Oh, no. You know oh, I mean? No. Like you were very prayerful and oh, it was resistant years. because you respect, you know, the idea of a call of a pastor. And I think that's yes. important and that's so evident in your story. So I, I certainly appreciate that as well. Um, what, what has been the most surprising thing to you about pastoral ministry? Would you say? Wow. It's a couple of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I would say it, it transforms you. You know, mm-hmm. even though I have been in ministry for years, right? Um, pastoring is just hands on. You know, before I would do a concert, fly in, you know, pray for God's people, have a good time, fly out, you know. Right. Um, but it's it's hands on. It's your hands on the pulse of the people. God's most precious and and most valuable possession. And it's it's a level of love for God and love for people that you never experience really mm. outside of that call. I saw it transform my husband. My husband's always loved God and love people um, um, as a believer. And, um, but then his heart just, I don't know, he just really cares. And, mm-hmm. and that was our prayer that God would give us a shepherd's heart and a shepherd's heart, you know, all pastors experience people coming and going and you, you want, you really want more for them than they want for themselves. Right. You know? Right. And, and it's, it's, it's like, and somebody told me that in ministry, I want to say it was Joyce Myers. When I started like, um, uh, I did a, a youth conference and she said, Cece, they just want to be, they just want to be loved. You mm-hmm. just, if you're, if you're a mom and if you're a dad, then you have the capacity to understand how to shepherd people. 
you know? Right. And, and we have found that we had a church full of millennials and under, and most of them just needed a great mom and dad, mm. you know, to love them, to teach them the word of God, to equip them for life. And so I, I would say one of the biggest things was just the transformation of who we were as right. people um, into loving people in a way that we had never loved them before. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm sure the pastors listening in can resonate with that because as a pastor myself, I, I remember what that was like. And, and I think you said it so well that we want we want more for them than they even want for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I think mm-hmm. every when you said that, I was like, yes, you know, my heart mm-hmm. resonates with that. And probably all of them listening in right now, same mm-hmm. thing. It's like you have such that burden for them. Um, and I think that's just a beautiful thing yeah. as a pastor and as a shepherd. Yeah. And I think one of the, one of the other things on, on the other end of the spectrum is that it, it never stops. It's yeah. a, it's, it's an ongoing ministry that never stops. And that's, that's not a bad thing. If you understand that you have to pace yourself, you mm, know? Right. And I think, I think that wasn't a hard thing for us to grasp because we did start late in life, you know, but I can understand how young pastors can become overwhelmed because they, you almost feel like you have to have enough wisdom to know that even though we're, we represent God, we're not God. Yes. And he's not, he's not asking us to be him. Right. Right. You know? And so you have to understand that they're God's people and that he loves as much as we love them. He loves them so much more. And so you have to take, you, you have to have times of rest. You have to understand that um, you won't be at everything at every moment. (laughs) Right. And it's, and it's okay. It's okay because you want to leave from a healthy place. So you have to make sure you take care of yourself and, and almost, put put the ministry on a schedule um because if not it'll never stop yeah yeah that's so good that this wise words you know it's interesting as, as you're saying that it's like wouldn't it be nice if we if if we had all the wisdom of later <laughs> in life and all the energy of early in life at yes. the same time right <laughs> think what we could do oh yes. man oh that's so, so good true. CC, um, as we're winding down our conversation, it's been a beautiful conversation. So appreciate you making the time. But right now you have the ears of, of thousands and thousands of pastors and ministry leaders, um, you know, your colleagues, right, um, who, are, uh-huh. who are in the trenches week in and week uh-huh. out. Um, uh-huh. any, any final words of encouragement that you'd like to leave with them today? Yeah, I just want them to know they're so important. They're mm. so valuable, you know, and... God is bigger than, than the challenges that you face, you know, and it's so important as pastors that we keep him, that we stay in his face. If we stay in, in Jesus' face, we'll, we'll, we'll have everything that we need to accomplish everything he wants us to accomplish, you know, mm-hmm. but the enemy loves to make us feel that we're less than, that we're not enough. And that no matter what we do, it's not enough. And that's not true. Um, you're, you're called, you're equipped. And, and now you just have to stay in his face because when we stay in his face, then we're always, we'll never forget that we're called and equipped. Right. That's beautiful. And what, 
you know, and as a believer, you know, people ask me all the time, Cece, how have you sustained and how do you, you know, continue to do what you do with the passion that you have? And, and it's only because of my everyday walk with Jesus. Hmm. That's It's not complicated. And so don't let ministry or anything else take the place of your relationship with Jesus. Yes, that's good. Because it's through that simple that simplicity of the gospel of loving Jesus, staying in his word, having that relationship through prayer, um, just the simple things that keep you uh, energized. It keeps you encouraged. It keeps you um, believing, you know, um, it's, it's just that a relationship with Jesus, you know, he's your father too. You know, mm-hmm. we get so busy fathering and mothering our, our, our sheep that we forget that he's our father. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It has been such a joy, Cece, to hear your heart and uh, to laugh with you and hear your stories. And thank (laughs) you. Thank you to your obedience, um, you and Alvin both, you know, and listening to God and trusting him and stepping out into a a new phase of ministry that you, neither you nor Alvin ever imagined you'd be in. But your faithfulness um, um, has made a massive impact. And it's a great story for so many of us who I know uh, there are times in life that we'd like to to think, okay, we're just going to settle down and relax a little bit. And then God mm-hmm. says, wait a second, I've got something else in store. So thank you for your obedience. That's Certainly right. That. You got it. Well, thank you. Great talking to you. Yes. God bless you, Cece. Thank you. God bless, Jason. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Every week as we are putting the episodes together, we're thinking of you, our pastors and ministry leaders, and striving to provide insightful and inspiring interviews as you seek to grow as a kingdom leader. We hope you are finding value from the Church Leaders Podcast, and if so, we would appreciate you taking a few moments to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your positive reviews and ratings help other church leaders more easily find our podcast so they can benefit as well. Thank you in advance. And if you have any comments, suggestions, or ideas for guests, I would love to hear from you. You can send an email to podcast at churchleaders.com or connect with me on Twitter. You can find this podcast as well as other great faith-based podcasts on the Faith Play app available for both Apple and Android. So be sure to check out FaithPlay. Until next time, this is Jason Day encouraging you to love well and lead well. You've been listening to the Church Leaders Podcast. For articles, videos, and free resources that will help you lead better every day, visit our website at churchleaders.com. Thanks for listening.